Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it is Monday, May 16th, 2022, and we are here with the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. On today's show, we're going to talk about, well, Ric Flair getting back into the ring, Juice Robinson is a champion, what's going on with Kota Ibushi and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bailey sent out a tease, we got new matches announced for In Your House, MJF's current situation with AEW, and so much more. But with that, I hope you guys had a great weekend, it's Monday morning, we've got Monday Night Raw tonight, we'll talk about what we know for that show in a little bit, towards the end, actually at the end of this show, but... I do want to let you guys know. Now, we had a long talk on Friday night about the the future of this channel and live streaming. Basically, it's going all to Twitch. Live streaming on this channel will be basically going away for the most part. Not 100% entirely, but for the most part. And we'll be doing wrestling wrap-up, Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, pay-per-view reviews all over on Twitch. Plus, gaming, more gaming streams will be taking place over on Twitch as well. So I did want to let you guys know that within the next week or two, and I'm going to say this at the beginning of every and middle and end of every podcast we're doing for the next week and a half or so, week or two, everything's shifting over to Twitch. I got an opportunity over there that Twitch offered me, and it's just, you know, better financially for the channel if I do the Twitch thing than doing the simulcast. Uh, what's it called? Live streams on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. So starting, I don't have a confirmed date yet, but starting within the next week or two, all live streams will be moving over to Twitch. And remember, you don't have to make an account to watch on Twitch. You just got to go over there, hit the button that says PW Unlimited as far as like the link or whatever, and we will be providing you. And there we go. Also remember that if you don't want to watch on Twitch, the live streams will be uploaded immediately as soon as we're done to YouTube. So... Say this show ends at noon, about roughly 10 minutes later or so. I'm going to hit that button to upload it to YouTube, and then as quick as I can, the video will be up on YouTube as well. Podcast will also be available on the podcast platforms, audio podcast platforms, as we normally do there. So you guys aren't just totally losing the podcasts on YouTube. They will be uploaded immediately after, but the live versions are moving over to Twitch. I'm going to hammer that into you guys so you do know, and that way you guys don't go like, whoa, you're just done. Where did you go? What happened? Just letting you guys know. But with that, speaking of Twitch, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe just like Esports Gaming Rules 316 did today with a tier one subscription. Or if you don't got that money, but you're paying for Amazon Prime, you can take your Amazon Prime account, you can take your Twitch account, you can link them together, bada bing, bada boom, your Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, it gives you free stuff for games, and it always gives you a one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Um, what is? Oh, someone sent me some Tony Khan clip. I already got that twice today. Anyways, if you're watching over on YouTube, over there, you can help us out as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. I do want to 
Say thank you to Jack Dawson for his super sticker donation. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below <clears throat> to become a channel member. I do want to thank uh, Bernard Leonard for becoming a channel member. I really do appreciate that. But as a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more coming up. Next week, we will be giving you access to our AEW Double or Nothing graphics. You will have the full Photoshop files and all that that you guys can use. And then the following week, we'll be giving you access to our WWE Hell in a Cell graphics. I believe Hell in a Cell is in two weeks. Let's see. Uh, next week is Double or Nothing. Following week, Hell in a Cell. Yes. So the week of, we'll be putting out those for channel members at the Tier 2 level and up. And say, why not? Why not give you access to the same graphics we use? Not going to do it, unfortunately, for free, because I do take my time to create all those graphics. But I thought, hey, how cool would it be if you guys can use those graphics as well? Full graphics package, give you the Photoshop file. Some graphics I don't do on Photoshop, and they're only done in After Effects, but I'll give you those if we have only After Effects ones, I believe. My Hell in a Cell graphics are only After Effects packages. I did the whole thing in After Effects. So you'll get all that stuff as well as a cool perk for subscribing and supporting us here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also, if you want to support us, remember, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. You get all of that same stuff that I talked about with the YouTube membership, but in an easier way to find it all, more concise area. And finally... Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that's a new game, an old game, claiming the free games, getting stuff for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, or more. Also, cool update news for Fall Guys today. Fall Guys going free-to-play on everything. Fall Guys is going free-to-play on everything. They're most likely going to adopt the Fortnite um, method of free-to-play, but with the Battle Pass. And so if you need to buy that Battle Pass for Fall Guys, use the code right here. EW Unlimited. Again, use this code for all Epic Store purchases, and you will be supporting us right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Again, the code on your screen, PW Unlimited. It will ask you for it at checkout. But as we move forward and we get into our stories for today, first story, well, you've probably seen it all over Twitter, all over the internet. It's Ric Flair. And Ric Flair is getting back into the squared circle ladies and gentlemen yeah you heard me right rick flair is gonna have one final match rick flair is getting back into the ring and here's what we know rick flair is one of the greatest of all time if not and some may say the greatest professional wrestler to ever lace up a pair of boots from all different aspects whether that's in the ring out of the ring and so forth Ric Flair had his last match in 2011. I want to say it was like August or so, 2011. Maybe not August. I don't remember the exact date. But it was against Sting when they were both working for Impact Wrestling. Then in the end of 2017, well, late 2017, Flair went in for surgery and ended up hospitalized where doctors felt he may not pull through. We thought we were going to lose the Nature Boy. Needless to say, he was told, hey, you made it, but you may never wrestle again or you shouldn't ever wrestle again. Since then, we've seen Flair appear for um, WWE in a number of different capacities, none physical. I mean, they did the one with Randy Orton where they pretended like they made you think that he got punted, but he didn't. They, like, 
Orton was like, Ugh, I'm going to punt Rick. And then the lights went out, and you hear, crack. And the lights came back out, and Rick was all light. Yeah. As far as not anything physical, well, that will be until the end of July. Clerk confirmed to ESPN today that at the age of 37 years old, he's going to be making his in-ring return for one last match. The card itself, entitled Jim Crockett Promotions Presents, Flair's Last Match, will be taking place on Sunday, July 31st, from the Nashville Fairgrounds. This will follow the final night of StarCast 5 from the same venue. The show itself will be taking place at 6.05 Eastern as an homage to the old Crockett start time on TBS and will air live on Fight TV. Flair said the following in a statement, just one little line here, stating, I'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Now, as far as what this match could be, that has not officially been announced. We don't know exactly what Flair's match is going to be. Flair did send out a tweet. Basically, it was his team sent out a tweet stating, the rumors are true. I'm going to walk that aisle. Style and profile one last time. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Crockett's promotion. I'll prove once again to be the man. You got to beat the man. Blah, blah, blah. Video played. And a video was posted with the tweet. Cool. So over the last couple of weeks, we've seen, I want to say two different videos of Ric Flair training with the one and only Jay Lethal. And we know the history of Ric Flair and Jay Lethal. My favorite segment of all time in pro wrestling is Jay Lethal and Ric Flair going back and forth on, on Impact, where you got the fortune group in the ring with Flair. You got Lethal up at the top of the ramp pretending he's Flair, and these two are going back and forth like, woo! that's my line you know that's my line no that's my line no that's my line i that is one of my if not favorite wrestling segments of all time i watch it all the time i laugh i die i cry every time i see it but as far as what's flair gonna do when he gets back into the ring dave Meltzer actually recently talked about this on wrestling observer radio i think last wednesday maybe don't quote me on the date but it was one day last week and he brought up you know hey we've seen all these training videos from Flair. There's one or two, another one came out, and he's chatting with Jay Lethal. And the rumor going around right now, and this was as of last week, Flair's going to work a six-man tag, most likely teaming with FTR. Three would then take on the team of Rock and Roll Express and another partner. We don't know who that other partner may be, but it looks like this match could be Ric Flair and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and somebody. I don't know who that somebody's going to be, Maybe that somebody is a younger talent, a newer talent. I don't know. But I like this being a six-man if Rick's going to go out there and actually wrestle because Rick doesn't have to do much. Literally, FTR can take the brunt of the match, both Dax and Cash. Tag in Rick. Rick can walk in, chop somebody a couple of times, get him into the corner, give him some punches, maybe give them a backdrop. I just hope Rip don't take no backdrop on the floor or something. But yeah. Ric Flair is going to be getting back into the ring. Ric Flair is going to have another match. And we'll see who that match is against. Again, he has not stated who he's going to be wrestling. But this show will be taking place on July 31st. That's a Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee. The night after SummerSlam. So if you're going to SummerSlam, maybe you want to rate, rate, wait around an extra day. Now, actually, I take this back. Ric has been physical since his health issues in 2017. He did that stuff with Andrade in AAA, now that I'm remembering. With Kenny Omega 
and correct me if I'm wrong, Conan. So, yeah, tickets for this do go on sale on May 27th, and I think that's when you can officially order it early on um, Fight TV as well. So it's like, hey, order this now on Fight. Don't have to worry about it then. Bada bing, bada boom. So, yeah, Rick Frickin' Flair getting back into the ring. I'm interested to see what this match actually is. I hope, and it's a full card. It's a full show, not just one match that you're going to pay whatever for. It's a full card of matches. And again, it will be entitled Jim Crockett Promotions Presents Flair's Last Match. So once we do hear any more information on not just Flair's final match and who he's going to be wrestling with and against, but this card itself, live before you right here. Remember, it is. They say, like, the, the ESPN article made it seem like it was in conjunction with StarCast, which one would believe, but it's taking place after StarCast, and it's a separate broadcast opposed from the StarCast fight broadcast that will be airing that weekend as well. So, again, if we do hear anything further on this just wild news that came out this morning, we'll have it for you right here. But as we move forward, we got to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more specifically... Their new United States champion, Juice Robinson. As Juice Robinson over the weekend won a big fatal four-way match to become the new IWGP United States champion. Now, recently, Juice Robinson kept playing up that he's going to leave New Japan, that he's done, that he's not going to stay with the company, and da 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 And I didn't believe it. And a lot of people have said that since, but I was saying it when he was saying he was done that I didn't believe it. And this really felt like the Jay White stuff. In 2021, right after Wrestle Kingdom, Jay White said, I'm fed up, I'm tired, I'm leaving, I'm not signing a new contract when my contract expires at the end of the month, and blah, blah, blah. And then he signed a new contract and he's still with New Japan. And Juice did the same kind of thing here. So I was like, oh, it's another Jay White situation. He ain't going anywhere. Well... Not only did he not go anywhere, not only did he sign a new deal with the company, but he won a big fatal forward to become a champion. The main event of this past weekend's Capital Collision event saw Juice Robinson pin Will Ospreay in a fatal four-way match that also featured the likes of former champions Hiroshi Tanahashi and John Moxley. Now, the finish of the match does have a little controversy, which could lead to another match with Juice, and I want to say maybe Will Ospreay because of how the match ended. So the finish of the match had Robinson pinning Ospreay after hitting a torture rack into a side slam. Yet, when Ospreay got pinned, his foot was under the bottom rope, and the ref did not see it, counting the three. Robinson was then announced as the new champion, but, you know, Will Ospreay, you know, he was like, oh, I shouldn't have counted my foot, and da 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 now, this also marks the end of Tanahashi's 13-day title run, title run where, according to Dave Meltzer, that title run was never supposed to happen. Initially, Will Ospreay was supposed to be winning the title. Will Ospreay had to drop the, or not be in the match for the belt because he had COVID. So, yeah, I think this is cool. Juice, who recently joined Bullet Club, is now the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we'll see if this does or does not lead to another title match with Osprey because, again, osprey has got the, the argument of my foot was under the ropes. My foot was under the ropes. That technically is a kick out, or not a kick out, but a rope break. This shouldn't count. So as we move forward, we got a little more New Japan talk. 
far as what's going on with Kota Ibushi. What's the latest Kota Ibushi not being happy there and possibly wanting out of the company? Now, we all heard the stories from last week. Kota Ibushi put New Japan on blast. He talked about how they wanted him to wrestle Hurt. He didn't want to wrestle Hurt. Then he alluded to the misconduct, the sexual assault, maybe. And it was all kinds of weird stuff. But in Sunday's daily update from Dave Meltzer on the F4W online website, Meltzer noted that Ibushi is still with New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time of that and has not been fired. Despite this, Meltzer also reported that New Japan and his parent company, Bushi Road, is not happy with Ibushi going public with his claims last week. Now, last Tuesday, Ibushi shocked the wrestling landscape when he opened fire, as some may say on Twitter, against the company, calling them cheaters and sexual harassment. The former uh, world champion specifically called out one head guy in New Japan. I'm going to butcher his name. Yasusuke Kikuchi. Now, the controversy revealed a dispute between Ibushi and Kikuchi over Ibushi returning from shoulder injury that he suffered last year in the finals of the G1 Climax Tournament. Ibushi once said, I will fight until the end, and I will not surrender to them. He was supposed to have a meeting last week, late last week with New Japan Pro Wrestling President, uh, I always forget his first name, his last name, Obari. And again, according to Dave Meltzer, Bushi Road, the company that owns New Japan Pro Wrestling, not happy that he actually went public with this, and it has reportedly affected their stock significantly small, like a significantly small amount, but him calling out New Japan then leads to people thinking, oh, is there some discourse at Bushi Road as well? Did Bushi Road know about any of this? And it hurt their stock. And we don't know exactly what's going to go down with Ibushi and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Word a couple months ago was that they wanted him back in time for the G1. This starts in July, and we'll see if all of that happens. But right now, Ibushi does remain with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We don't know if they're going to fire him, let him go, if he's going to get out of his contract or what. And we honestly, excuse me, don't even know how long his contract still has left on it. We don't know that either. That's another issue that I think the last rumored report was 2024. His contract was up. Maybe I can go look and see. Let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Kota Ibushi. Yeah, we don't know exactly when his deal is up, but the last I heard was possibly 2024. So that would give him like another year and a half, two years, depending on when in 2024 that does go down. That does expire, but Kota Ibushi. As of yesterday, is still with New Japan. They haven't worked anything out. Two sides are said to still be a little, I guess you could say, irked with one another, if that's the right term to use. Speaking of wrestling in Japan, we got to talk about what the hell's going on with Hikaru Shida. Is she hurt? Is she not? Is she healthy? What's going on in Shida? Actually kind of let everybody know what's going on with her and why she was pulled from the Owen Hart Cup tournament. Last week, New Japan Pro Wrestling on Rampage stated up, well, she does hurt. She was injured in the Philly street fight and had to be pulled from the actual tournament. She was replaced by Chris Statlander. Now, that led to a number of red flags going, whoa, 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 whoa. If she was injured in the Philly street fight, then why did she go to Japan and work four matches? Was she injured in Japan? What the hell? And Shida actually sent out a tweet that I'm going to pull up here on the screen Kind of clarifying this a little bit. Let's see if I can get this up here. 
There's a couple of tweets. I got to pull them all up. Make sure I get all of them in order. I have the links, but now I just want to make sure the links are in order. See, boom, boom, and boom. Yes, we do have the tweets right here. So this is what Sheeta actually tweeted out herself about two, three days ago. So first off, she tweeted this one. Well, I already had four matches after the street fight and just finished the greatest fight musical show, fighting musical show. But... I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry, and sorry couldn't be in the tournament too. And then sent out the next tweet that said, I'm glad from my heart that Chris is in the tournament now, and I'm going to try to enjoy sudden holidays in Japan because it's been a while before I had. Be positive. And then sent out this tweet that stated, After my Philadelphia street fight, a doctor checked from AEW, a doctor check from AEW was required to participate in the Owen Hart Cup. And I couldn't re-enter the country in time. I'm so sorry to disappoint everyone. These difficulties sometimes happen with international talents. I feel healthy and never stop trying to improve. Please cheer for Chris while I do my best in Japan. Holy Shida will be back soon. So now the big question with this is, okay, Shida is fine she's not hurt she's not injured she's not you know needing to take any time off for any injury but the big question here is now where does this leave AEW with letting their talent go to Japan if an issue where we need you back by a specific date arises and you can't get back by that specific date and it changes our plans does that happen you know it's happened here now with, with Shida what if it happens again with somebody else in a prominent position in a tournament, in a match, at a pay-per-view, in something or other? Does that lead Tony Khan to go, okay, I have to reconsider and rethink letting my wrestlers go to Japan? Because if there are issues with them coming back to the country, I don't know what her issue of re-entry was. She did not disclose that. But if there are more issues like this of wrestlers going working internationally, maybe not even Japan, but other countries, Mexico, Canada, the UK. And I think we've seen this with PAC before as well. That was during the pandemic. That was a different story. But anyways, this isn't pandemic related that we know of. And so if this happens again, well, Tony Khan, like I said, and I'm beating the dead horse here, have to rethink letting your talent go work internationally when they're scheduled for big upcoming matches and, you know, tournaments and this and that. So that is something that he's going to have to think about. If I've got somebody in a big title match or just a big match on a pay-per-view or even in a tournament, will I let them leave the country and risk? And this is a situation where he probably didn't think this was going to happen, but risk them not being able to be back in time for whatever reason that needs to be. I don't know why. She needed doctors to check her out before she can be in the tournament. That, again, we don't know as well. But this is a big thing that Tony Khan's going to have to think about when letting your talent work for, you know, other promotions in the country or outside of the country more specifically and them having to get back to the country in time. Before we talk about our final three stories of the show, I did want to talk about the sponsor of today's video, of today's podcast, that's 630 Bicycle Company. Let's do this right here. 
630. Whoops. That's the wrong link. Every kid loves riding a bike, and that love grew into a lifelong passion at 630. In the early 2000s, we were swept up in the Southern California beach culture and found the cruiser bicycle an integral part of that lifestyle. Again, as myself, I know what that's all about because I was born in LA. I visited LA multiple times a year with going down there and seeing family. And we always went to the beach, whether that was Venice Beach or Laguna Beach or Huntington Beach. And I always saw the people riding, riding on their bikes. And it was something that I had families that family members that did all the time. Like once, twice, three times a week, they would go down to Huntington Beach to go ride. Anyways, nothing in the world seemed to matter when we were on our bikes cruising along the beach, enjoying the sand and the sun. We smiled more, laughed more, enjoyed more. We now wanted to bring an innovative and refreshed look for bikes from bike designs in the past. And so 630 Bicycle Company was born. 630 Bicycle Company is at the forefront of producing stylish and highly functional cruiser bicycles that are comfortable, durable, and reliable, all within a very reasonable price range. Whether it's standard or electric bikes, we are confident at 630 that a bike, we have a bike that will fit your perfect fit. Whether again, you're looking for a standard or electric bike, then look no further than 630 Bicycle Company, as we have the right bike for you. And if you use our link in the description below, pwunlimited.co forward slash 630. Spell it all out, pwunlimited.co forward slash S-I-X-T-H-E-R-E-T-H-R-E-E-S-Z-E-O. Again, that's S-I-X-T-H-R-E-E-Z-E-R-O. You will be supporting us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Go over there, check them out, and tell them PWU sent ya. Moving forward, we've got the home stretch here. Final three stories. First one has to do NXT in your house. So we learned that NXT in your house is coming. WWE didn't initially give a date until, well, this weekend. The rumor date was the day before um, WWE Hell in a Cell on June 4th. And WWE has confirmed that Hell in, or in Your House will be coming on June 4th. They did not state if In Your House will be from the PC or maybe in Chicago on the road, but they did announce two matches that will be taking that will be taking place from this event or on this card. With the first being what they technically announced last week on NXT, North American champion Cameron Grimes will be defending against the former champion Carmelo Hayes. After losing his North American title in a, in a wild ladder match at Stand and Deliver, Carmelo Hayes will get his long-awaited one-on-one rematch with Cameron Grimes. Seeking a worthy challenge, Hayes leveled the playing field by opting to defend the North American Championship the same way it was introduced at the Premium Live event in Dallas. It was at Stand and Deliver where Grimes achieved a lifelong dream and a promise to his late father by climbing the ladder and pulling down the title. Since then, we have seen him defend the title on a number of different occasions, including in a triple threat against Hayes and Solo Sokoa. But now Hayes wants a singles rematch, and that is what he is getting. Also, it was announced that the NXT Tag Team Championships will be on the line when Pretty Deadly defend against the Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers ran a, a grueling gauntlet, but fell just short of reaching the mountaintop as the debuting tag team of Pretty Deadly entered the gauntlet last and picked apart 
the little pieces that were left of Julius and Brutus Creed to become the NXT Tag Team Champions after the titles were vacated. Despite the resilience of the two brothers, the Creeds could not muster enough energy after three matches to topple the former NXT UK Tag Team Champions as Kit Wilson and Elton Prince set their sights on the titles that they did eventually win. Since that time, Wilson and Prince have revealed in multiple side, uh Since that time, Wilson and Prince have revealed in multiple side plate checks as the new champions that they will do anything to keep the titles and will be yelling, yes, boy, when they defend the title successfully, as they state, against the Creeds. So again, this show, NXT In Your House, will be taking place on Saturday, June 4th. No time has been given for the show, and we don't know if this is taking place from the PC or if they're going to take it on the road in Chicago where NXT or WWE Hell in a Cell will be taking place the next night. As we get to our next story here, i got to pull up a tweet. You guessed it, your girl, old Bailey. Bailey. Sent out a tweet yesterday that's got a lot of people talking about, whoa, 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 is Bailey coming back? What's going on? As we pull this tweet up on the screen, Bailey tweeted out, I'm like excited for myself, ready to see what 2022 is like. Again, another tease from Bailey this past weekend of her possibly returning to WWE after being gone since last July, June, July. I think it's been June or July. One of those two. Uh, July, July, July. But she suffered an ACL injury. But again, we still don't know when Bailey's going to come back. And there's not even really any rumors on when Bailey can come back, but she is teasing things. And I thought I would bring this little quick little hint to you guys. Say, hey, Bailey, coming. Might be coming soon. I would say, hey, Ronda Rousey, you might need to watch out. Send Bailey over to SmackDown as Ronda needs a challenger. Yeah, she did the open challenge last week. She defended the title against Raquel Gonzalez. But did anybody think Ronda was going to lose that match? No. Successfully defended the title, and now I think Bailey should show up and take on Ronda, unless the rumored match of Ronda and Shayna Baszler can actually come to fruition. As we move on to our uh, final story here of the day, we got to talk about well, MJF and what's going on with him and Tony Khan. So we heard recently after MJF did an interview with um, Ariel Hawani that Tony Khan was not too happy with MJF talking about a number of different things, but more specifically his contract expiring in 2024. And well, him just doing the interview and not letting AEW know. This led to a heated argument between the two. And then we heard last week per a report from Fightful that MJF is still actually frustrated with all elite wrestling and may be leaning towards leaving the company when his contract expires in 2024. I said 2022, 2024. But now we got a new update from Fightful as they stated. Why did the link not open properly? Let me go try to find it this way. Give me one second. Link opened, and then the page crashed. So let me go back to 
Fightful on Patreon. Let me see. Ba -ba 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 -bum. Still not wanting to load. Here we go. So, according to a new report from Fightful, the MJF and AEW haven't had any outright negotiations as previously reported about them wanting to speak with MJF about him, you know, getting a new contract or some sort of like a contract extension. It's worth noting that AEW president Tony Khan, quote, would be willing to pay him comparable to other top stars. AEW has re reworked other deals in the past. However, those involved uh, and it were, uh, were had, added, had time added to their deals when they reworked their contracts. It was noted that MGF isn't looking to increase the figure on his current deal without an extension. It was reported that MGF has uh, grown frustrated with the company and uh, MGF is said to be leaning toward possibly leaving WWE. There's also another report going around this morning that if MJF was given the option to either, you know, sign a new deal with AEW or just leave after double or nothing, he would probably take that release, leave and say, all right, I'm done. That MJF is so frustrated that if Tony Khan goes, if you're not happy, I'll let you go. He would just say, okay, I'm done. So again, not a lot more information here on the MJF situation, but just a little bit that MGF is still not happy, and now new reports are stating that. And this one comes not from Fightful, but from Rovert on Twitter, that MGF is so unhappy that if Tony Khan were to, for some reason, go to, go, go to him and say, one out, I'll let you out, he would take it right now. He would take that out, release, leave right now. But as far as that goes, that's our final story today's wrestling wrap-up as far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go. I think we only know of one thing for the show. Let me double-check. Let's just go to WWE really fast and see if there is anything else we haven't seen. I know we do have a... Boom, 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 boom. Why can I not find it now? We do have a cage match announced for tonight's show. But let's see if there's anything else outside of that cage match. Boom, 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 boom. No, it looks like the only thing that we have set for tonight's Monday Night Raw is the cage match between Omos and Bobby Lashley. That match will be taking place tonight. And if we do hear anything else regarding tonight's Monday Night Raw, we will have it for you right here. So remember, starting in about a week, week and a half or so, maybe I'll start it with, here we go, hard date. For when we're switching everything over to Twitch, double or nothing. The double or nothing review will be, if everything goes into play by then, will be the first day that we start the whole only on Twitch stuff. If that date changes, I will let you guys know, but we will be moving all live broadcasts over to Twitch and then immediately following those live broadcasts, we'll say like right now, this is wrapping up right at the end of the hour, right around, you know, 11.50 to 12 Pacific time. We will then go over and upload the streams immediately to YouTube. So you guys will have them over there. And the video on demand, the VODs, will still be always available on Twitter or Twitch as well. So remember, we will be moving eventually in the next week or two. All of our live broadcasts over to Twitch. Just be aware of that. Go over there. Follow that channel. That way you guys do know when we do go live over there. And I will be letting you guys know accordingly on YouTube as well. Hey, we're live. 
We're doing the wrestling wrap up. We're doing the WWE, you know, Hell in a Cell review or whatever over on Twitch. So with that, guys, that's twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. But tonight we'll be on everything for Monday Night Raw. We'll be talking about Raw, we'll run that show down. We'll give you all the thoughts and, and stuff for that. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.